You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Universe of Red Rising, based on the book series by Pierce Brown, featuring dystopian society divided into 14 casts. You represent a house attempting to rise to power as you piece together an assortment of followers. Will you break the chains of society or embrace the dominance of the golds? Welcome to Tabletop Arcane. This is Justin, and I'm bringing you today a review of Red Rising, the newest board game from Jamie Stegmeier and Stonemeyer Games. This is a one to six players. It plays in 45 to 60 minutes. Has an MSRP of $65 US. I'm gonna go off and start with first impressions. And first kind of outcomes, it's a hand drafting game where you're really just manipulating the available cards, either claiming a card, playing a card, moving some things, and getting some points. The first impressions of the game is it's highly thematic. It really leans into the Red Rising universe, world, characters, and really puts together a very beautiful, complete package. In the collector's edition, you have upgraded components, the board and the tray and the cards are all nice, big tarot-sized cards, so you have a lot of really neat components. All the cards have a unique art. The whole presentation is really high quality, which for most Stonemeyer games isn't very unsurprising at that point. So first impressions, I was looking for a game that might have some mechanics and marry the theme and kind of blend it all together. And the Red Rising series is something I've read before and was interested in seeing how a game set in this universe would go. That all being said, let's talk about some of the good things that Red Rising does. It keeps a lot of the mechanics on the simpler side, so this is a little bit of an easier to approach game. It does support the Atoma one player model and can go up to six players. It was actually always a nice bump. A lot of games do kind of bump up to that four player limit and doesn't really offer a lot more for larger play groups. And it does play pretty quickly, which is all really good stuff. If you're a fan of the series, you're going to be seeing named characters that you're familiar with, the different casts, and you're going to really get a sense of this world. That all being said, the rules are relatively on the simple side and light side, which I do really enjoy. Even the Atoma rules, you do have to learn a little bit more of how they interact, but for the most part, it's doing things that a traditional player would be doing and editing the board state a little bit and collecting cards and setting kind of a score for you to beat that's pretty hard to track. And actually, the first time I was playing through it, it seemed like it was collecting a lot more cards and then I understood the scoring when I went through the scoring to go, Okay, most of these cards are going to be discounted and it's just going to see what it collects. It does a lot more of removing options from you rather than doing things for itself. Other nice things that Red Rising does is the storage solution is very well done within the box itself. Everything kind of has its own piece. The only downside is some of the trays are not deep enough, so it's a little much of if something gets jostled or shaken things could fall into different zones. Not the end of the world. I'd rather have a tray like this than a cardboard trough. So I will take this even with a little bit of a design flaw built into how those buckets work. The one nice thing is one of the resources that you collect has a removable tray, so you can just plop that on the board and you're ready to go. And everything else that player pieces, again, you take out the player colors that you're using and then move on. The Deluxe Edition does have a upgrade to from plastic to metal on some of those pieces. 
it's a nice touch. It's not that critical. One other thing I will say is the Collector Assistant also has gold cast cards. It's a nice to have, not a need to have. And they also come with six colored trays to hold your cards up it right. The downside is you typically have a hand of like seven cards, maybe less, maybe more. So those trays really aren't big enough for all the information you need to read on those cards. They're nice, but not terribly useful in what I experienced. One other thing I will kind of note as I switch into opportunities that Red Rising has, I did play this game at solo mode, which it does really well. And I did play it with uh, several players and even with Mindy for two players. So did see the spectrum of player count and we will talk a little bit about that. It shines at one pretty well as a neat puzzle to play through and in higher player counts it shines pretty well. The two player count is actually where I found to be the most lackluster as the Atoma does a lot more per turn. So it almost feels like you're playing with three players as far as actions and cards going down. Whereas in a two player game, there's not much going on and very little interaction between players and very little changes in the board state between turns. In higher player count games, that does change a bit in the board state and the more options you have available to you. And that's one of those opportunities I'm going to start with first. With the card collection, some cards are relying on very specific named cards. And if you don't see them, you don't see them. Now, there is a class of cards, the orange cast, that their special abilities allow you to treat them as if they were one of those named cards. So it helps a little bit in that sense. But again, in a couple games, I may not have seen that. There's a lot of cards per game that you may or may not get through. And that's more predominant in the lower count games than the higher player count games. Higher player count games, more cards are being flipped, more cards are being used, more cards are being dealt out. So you actually get to see a little bit more rotation in that. Granted, more people are fighting over the same of valuable resources because everything's a named character. So it's interesting in that sense. It is a handcrafting game and ideally, thematically, you are building your house of characters and people to take over society and kind of rule. And all your points are kind of based on that. And a lot of it does lean into the theme. If you know the theme, you're going to get a little bit more out of this because you're going to actually see where those connections are. It makes a little more sense. If you have not read the books and don't know anything about the theme, it's really just referencing colors and or possible named cards. And then you're not really knowing the connections between Darrow, Mustang, or any of these other, particularly the golds, which are predominantly more featured in the novels than some of the other casts. While it leans heavily into the theme, without prior knowledge of the theme, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It leans into the theme, my other opportunity is it doesn't seem like it does a lot with it other than create those, ooh, this character leans on that character and that makes sense because they're friends in the books or they're enemies in the books so they don't want to be on the same team together. And that's all it really does with it. I feel like there could have been something more to a Red Rising game that this one just kind of felt a little flat. And it wasn't necessarily that it's a terrible game. There's plenty of handcrafting games out there this one does the mechanic very elegantly, and this is something that you don't necessarily see as common, so it was nice to see a new handcrafting game coming out, rather than using dice or other things. The victory point tracks that you can potentially trigger, the endgame trigger, is a little awkward. You're always looking to see the first player to do two of these three things, or three of these things being done. And in a two-player game, again, it gets a little funky with that because it's really just going to be, okay, it's a race to three or maybe 
something along those lines. It's not the end of the world, but it definitely seems to show up like, oh, well, I guess we're going to either drag this out or end the game. Mm, yay, maybe nay. So final thoughts. Red Rising is a okay hand crafting game. There are games that do it better. There are definitely games that do it worse. It tries to use the theme to make the handcrafting make sense. And without knowing the theme and the books and the background behind these characters, it won't enhance the game at all. And it actually, I think, hurts it if you don't know the theme. So if you're not a Red Rising fan, this game is probably going to fall more flat than if you are. And it does not play very well with two players. Solo, it's a nice puzzle. And I would definitely recommend it at higher player counts just because you're going to see a lot more cards. You're going to see a lot more interaction with it. But ultimately, my problem comes down to it's a $65 game that just doesn't feel like a $65 game. I don't feel like I'm going to get the mileage out of this game that I would for something else that is $50, $60 range. It has beautiful components and there's a lot of stuff in the box as far as, yes, there's a lot of cards. Yes, there's upgraded components. And if it wasn't the collector's edition pushing that a little bit on higher price point because of those components, maybe I would recommend Red Rising a little bit stronger. Ultimately, a game with this with the mechanics and not much else going for it, I would be a lot more comfortable paying in closer to that $40 price range, I would say. That's just my opinion, and there is a little bit of presentation to the game, so I will give it a benefit of the doubt there, but not enough to make me feel like it's worth it from the base mechanics alone. If you're a fan of the series, I would recommend Red Rising if you're looking for a slightly different type of game, or something that's just a fun solo game that you're looking for that isn't necessarily a roll and write or something else that you're playing with that. That does it for my thoughts on Red Rising from Tabletop Arcanum. I want to thank you for listening. I want to say you can find us on our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, also on YouTube. No matter where you find us, make sure you follow that like, subscribe, notification, drop us a comment, tell us how we're doing. As always, happy gaming. to Tabletop Arcanum, produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.